And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon. And as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And have you ever heard a song by Kenny Rogers called The Gambler? It was a, a national hit and everybody knew this song. And it, it was all about the concept of gambling and what you should do when you're sitting down and playing poker. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to read to you the chorus of the song because the chorus of the song lays the whole foundation for what we're going to talk about today. So Kenny Rogers saying, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away and know when to run. You never count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. He's talking about playing a game that could involve a lot of money changing hands. The game of poker is, is a high stakes game. There are professional poker players out there that play for really high stakes. They play for like million dollar pots. It's, it's crazy what goes on in the world of poker. Now, I am not a poker fan. I think Kenny Rogers gave you some information back in the 70s that you need to apply today. And it's the concept of you need to know. That's, that's how the whole refrain goes. You got to know when. You got to know when. Know when. Know when. Know when. He's talking about knowledge. He's talking about analyzing the poker game. He's talking about looking at the cards in his hand. He's talking about trying to get cues from the other players so that he can make the best play he can make. And he either has to decide whether he's going to stay in the game and potentially risk more money, or he's going to walk away from the game and leave whatever money he put on the table on the table for the eventual winner. That's, that's how poker plays. Now, poker is gambling. It's gambling. You are betting on an outcome that you don't know is going to happen. Same thing when you're playing 21 or playing roulette. It's, it's all a game of chance. Now you try and make your chances better by imprinting information onto the problem and trying to come up with a solution. And that's kind of what Kenny Rogers is telling you in the song. He's trying to tell you, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. Then he talks about now that th then it gets really weird. He says, you never count your money when you're sitting at the table. Why, why do you think he says that? Is it illegal? Is it rude? No. What he's trying to say is, if you're counting your money, then you're focused on your money. You're not focused on the game at hand. Your attention needs to be on the game at hand. Don't take your attention away from what is the prize. Keep your attention on the prize. And then, of course, he says there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Yeah, because at that point, when the dealing's done, the hand is done, and you're either in or you're out. You either win or or you lose. So why am I talking about gambling today? Because some of you approach real estate investing as if it's gambling. You do. You approach real estate investing like it's investing in the stock market. 
Yeah. Let me explain to you how you invest in the stock market, and maybe this will make sense. What you have a tendency to do is you have a tendency to meet with a financial planner. You have a conversation with the financial planner. You talk about things like maybe your goals and objectives. Where do you want to be in the future? And then what your financial planner does is he puts he or she, it could be a she, they put you a game plan that's going to get you retired in the next 30, 40, 50, maybe 60 years. Yeah, and then you, you, you follow that game plan the entire time. You keep pushing money into it. You have no idea what you're invested in. You're probably in mutual funds. Maybe you're in stocks. You're not 100% sure. And then when you get that prospectus, every year that giant like phone book looking prospectus shows up that talks about everything financial that's been going on in your investing account. And what do you do with it? You turn it into a coffee table book. Do you read that novelette? No, you don't read that novelette. Why don't you read that novelette? Because the size of the novelette is directly proportional to your desire to get into it. Yeah, and read it. I'm serious about that. So you make it a coffee table item. So why do you make it a coffee table item? Because your ego wants everybody else to know that, hey, I'm invested. I got a 401k. I got some IRAs. I got me some mutual funds. I got me some stock accounts. Okay. I know it sounds like I'm picking on you. And I am a little bit. I am picking on you a little bit. But here's the point. You can't approach real estate investing like you approach your investing in the stock market because you have to do what Kenny Rogers tells you to do. You have to know, you have to focus, you have to get into the game. You have to understand what is going on around you. There are a lot of things going on around you. It's not just a, a matter of, wow, that's a pretty house. Why don't we just buy that pretty house? Okay, let's buy the pretty house. Why did you buy the pretty house? Because the pretty house was pretty. That's a dumb reason to buy the pretty house. It really is a dumb reason. There should be financial reasons why you go into the investment. There should be a reason why that investment fits into your portfolio. That asset has to produce something tangible for you, something tangible in the form of let's, let's call it cash flow. Yeah. Cash flow. What's that? I know you don't get cash flow in the type of investing you're doing. And if you do get cash flow, it goes right back into the investment account. You can't use any of that money to retire yourself. And that's, that's, that's wicked. That's really wicked. I think that's terrible. You should be allowed to use the cash flow because it's that cash flow that comes in every month that allows you to retire yourself. I'm serious as a heart attack. Retire yourself. You get enough cash flow coming in that it meets or exceeds your expenses in life and you're done. You're ready to walk away from your job. You don't have to worry about that investment account anymore. It's the real thing. The other thing that, that affects you is you get the benefit of equity, equity growths in the asset. My experience has been that the majority of properties that I underwrite, um, the majority of them, it's about a 50-50. I am talking about 50% chance that when I underwrite the deal, when it comes in, that it looks like it's something I want to pursue. About half of what I see that comes in is, is asset quality that I would potentially buy. The other half, they, they don't meet my investing strategy. So now some of you are thinking, well, wait a minute, Al, when, when, I, when I get data on potential homes, I find that there's only like 10% that seem to work out for me. Let's talk about what you have provided to your team members 
that are out there scouring the, the, the universe. I mean, it's literally a universe of properties out there. What have you told them with regards to what your investing criteria is? What are you looking for in the asset class? The reason I'm very specific in giving out that type of information is that I want the people that are looking for potential assets that I can buy to be very selective. That's part of the reason that about half of what comes into my inbox makes sense for me from a financial standpoint. It's because I've already helped eliminate a lot of things that don't work. Does that make sense? So I'm, I'm essentially walking away from properties that don't meet my basic investing guidelines. Does that make sense? All right. So let me give you an example of that. Let's say I'm looking for properties that will provide $400 a month in cash flow. $400 per month, and they will double my equity in the property at the time I buy it. That's called a, a equity capture of whatever your cash out of pocket amount is. In other words, if you, you put $20,000 cash out of pocket and you capture an additional $20,000 in equity because you know how to buy property correctly, you know how to buy it and rehab it at wholesale pricing, yet you command retail pricing for the asset, what that does for you is that doubles your money. If an asset that comes across my desk doesn't indicate that it has the potential to provide $400 a month or at least double my equity when I buy it, I walk away from that particular asset. Nothing wrong with it. It's just not the right asset for my investing strategy. It won't do for me what I think it needs to do because it's already proven that it's flawed. This is called screening criteria. Have you ever heard of that concept, screening criteria? Yeah, so what I'm essentially doing is I am screening all of the assets that could potentially come to me, and I'm eliminating a lot of them up front, they never even make it to my inbox. Now, some properties do make it to my inbox. And like I said, about it's about a 50-50, right? 50% work, 50% don't work. Now, the people bringing me that stuff, they don't necessarily know anything more than my basic investment criteria. What am I looking for in an asset? So they find things that seem to match that. But it's up to me to do my homework, to do my feasibility, to do my due diligence, to make sure that the asset is a good fit for my portfolio. Because it won't be a good fit for me if I start putting assets in my portfolio that don't work for what I'm trying to accomplish. What am I getting at? Okay, let's, let's say I'm looking for, let's say my investing strategy is I want to get retired. I want to get retired. So I have to have assets that produce $400 a month in positive cash flow, right? Okay. The other thing I might be interested in, and I've already mentioned it, doubling my equity in the property when I buy it. Why do I want to double my property, my equity in the property when I buy it? It's as simple as this. In a year and a day, all of a sudden, the tax liability on that asset radically changes. It moves from short-term capital gains to long-term capital gains. What does that mean? It means that if I elect to dispose of the property after a year and a day, I'm going to pay a lot less in taxes than if I disposed of it a lot sooner. See, I don't flip properties. Flipping properties is a job. Flipping is not really real estate investing. And, and, and don't take my word for it. Go check out what the IRS says about it. I'm serious. Flippers are treated as people that have a job. 
they have a job. They are considered dealers of real estate, kind of like a used car dealer. They're a used real estate dealer. Yeah, they go out and they find something that's all busted up. They fix it up. They make it pretty. They sell it. And then they walk away and then they live off the money that they made on the sale. And the problem with that is they never put any money away because they're always consuming all the money. And that's why it's not investing. See, investing is a modality where you start building up assets. You start collecting assets. If you ever played Monopoly, you know exactly what investing is if you've played Monopoly. You want to buy houses and put them on your property, right? And then you want to put more houses on and then eventually you want to upgrade the houses to what? A hotel, right? Well, Lifestyles Unlimited, we call that little red piece uh, an apartment community. We do. We call it an apartment community because we don't do short-term rentals. We do long-term rentals. Okay, so I've spent this entire segment talking about all kinds of things that will benefit you. But here's what I want you to understand. I want you to understand that it's okay to walk away from a property that does not meet your investing criteria. As a matter of fact, it's smart. It's smart. And if you don't do it, you will be in a problematic situation. And I don't want you to be in a problematic situation. I want you to be in a situation that's going to turn out just right for you. So on today's show, I've, I've actually done a lot of research for you. I mean, I've gone out, I've looked at Forbes magazine, I've looked at Investopedia, I've, I've, I've even checked out Bigger Pockets. Now, Bigger Pockets is, is a website, it's, it's a free website as far as I know, and there's a lot of good investing information on there. The only problem with Bigger Pockets is there's a lot of bad investing information on there. So you have to understand what is good and what is bad. And if you don't understand what is good and what is bad, Simply just become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. I'm serious. When you join Lifestyles Unlimited, you join an organization that's going to teach you everything you need to know in order to make all this stuff make sense. And it's not like you're going you're gonna to have to go out and get a, a, a house payment or something to, to finance the education. The education is very, very affordable. And if you want to find out how to do it, just go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and we can get you going from that standpoint. The other thing I want to share with you is that I, I dug into the National Association of Realtors database because they have some good data in there. And with all of these different sources, what I've been able to do is I've been able to finally figure out different modalities where possibly you should walk away. You should walk away. You should do what Kenny Rogers told you to do. Know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And if you don't know when to walk away, it's a problem for you. When we come back from the break, we're going to get into these concepts when you should walk. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. What is Del Wamsley, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, up to in today's market? I'm out there right now looking and buying everything I can get my hands on for a better deal. A better deal than what I could get it for a week before. And I'll just keep buying. I did that back in 2008. I bought a property worth $35,000 a door. I bought it for $26,000 a door. Next month or so, I bought the same age property and I bought it for like $19,000 a door. But by buying at 26, when they were getting killed from 35 down to 26, buying at 26, let the broker know I was a buyer in a downward spiraling market. And so, from that point on, I bought three or four more. I can't remember exactly. I, mean, I think it was four more I bought from there. 
And the brokers were just bringing them to me. Go, look, you seem to be the only guy buying right now. Are you ready to take advantage of the wave of opportunity coming to those who know what they're doing? Join us for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, we're just we're we're quoting Kenny Rogers. We are. We're just saying you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, <laughs> and know when to run. Yeah, that's that's Kenny Rogers from the song "The Gambler," and it's great advice. For you as a real estate investor, because as a real estate investor, you have to know when to walk away from a deal. Now, previously in the show, I, I talked to you a little bit about screening criteria. In other words, you you put some data out into the marketplace and then members of your team will use that data to find assets that match the data, and then they'll, they'll bring that opportunity to you. Now, the screening criteria essentially eliminates everything that doesn't come to you. It, it gets rid of all the, the junk. When you're saying you're looking for X, Y, and Z, you expect the members of your team only to look for properties that m- meet the expectations of X, Y, and Z. So if they don't meet those expectations, you've already screened out 90% of all the garbage that's out there. What comes in are viable assets that you need to take a look at. You need to determine whether or not they work for your investing strategy or not. If they don't, no problem, reject it. You're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. But if they do work, then go forward with the transaction. Try and get the property under contract. Try and get due diligence up and running. So let's dig deeper into some of the signs that indicate it's time to walk away, shall we? I think the first sign to consider, and this is this is a huge one, and this actually is a sign that helps you determine marketplaces. It really does. It helps you determine marketplaces. What what am I getting at? Well maybe you're analyzing a market, a a let's call it San Francisco, California, since everybody wants me to pick a market, I'm going to pick San Francisco, California, and I'm going to pick it for a very specific reason, because it has unfavorable market conditions for how I invest. The price of property is so out of balance with the rent controlled rents that you can earn in those properties. Nothing pencils out there. There are other places in the country that make much more sense. Now, Forbes points out that market conditions can play a vital role in any real estate investment strategy. They say a downturn in the market or high vacancy rates or declining property values or limited buyer demand can all be signs that it may not be right to invest in that marketplace. Now, in Lifestyles Unlimited, we take it a little bit further because we analyze the marketplaces based on a balance between values of property and what those properties can produce in rents. And we're not looking to drive rents up way beyond where they should be. We just look for a balance. And there are plenty of marketplaces in the United States 
that provide that for us. There's there's Phoenix, Arizona. There's Tucson, Arizona. There's Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. There's San Antonio, Texas. There's Houston, Texas. There's there's a little place you might have heard of called Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, there's there's even a place called, get this, Detroit, Michigan. You could actually make properties work in Detroit, Michigan if you're in the right market. Now, there are a lot of places in Detroit, Michigan that have unfavorable market conditions. You just don't invest in those locations. If you're going to invest in Detroit, you find the areas that have favorable market conditions. Now, the next sign that's out there is you have insufficient due diligence. Insufficient due diligence. Well, according to Investopedia, and I'm going to cite those guys, a thorough due diligence is essential before proceeding with any real estate investment. And when I say thorough, I mean, look at everything you can possibly look at. There are, there are every, every piece of real estate has a hidden liability or it has extensive repairs, or maybe it has legal disputes, or maybe it has poor financial performance. And these could indicate potential risks that may prompt you to walk away. So what kind of things could come up? Well, let's say you decide you're going to buy a house and let's say you buy the house through the multiple listing service. In other words, a realtor brought you the property and you did, you it got through the screening criteria and you said, okay, now let's, let's take a look at this thing. But then as you started in the option period, you had your inspector go to the property and the inspector published a report and they provided you that report and you found, wow, there's a lot of things absolutely wrong with this property that couldn't be seen from the naked eye. There's extensive electrical problems. There's extensive plumbing problems. The foundation, we had thought it was off. He confirmed it's off. You probably ought to have a foundation guy go out and take a look at it. The roof, it's ugly, but you know what the inspector found? The inspector found that there had been a fire in the property. Yeah, you didn't go in the roof, but the inspector went up into the roof cavity area and determined that there was charring on the rafters, indicating that the property had burned at one time. So these are things that you have to take into consideration while you're doing due diligence. Due diligence is your opportunity to find all the things that could go potentially wrong with this property and allow you to walk away from the property without risking anything, but maybe say a hundred dollar option fee. Yeah. A hundred dollar option fee in many parts of the country. You don't even pay for the option fee. Yeah. I remember when I was buying property on the West coast, um, for me to live in, I, I would write an offer on a property and I'd ask for an option period and, and I wouldn't offer any money for the option period. I would just say as part of the condition of the deal, I will buy the property for X amount of dollars. I will, I will, I would like to have 10 days of feasibility, in which case, if any time during that 10 day period, I decide I want to walk away, I don't owe you any money. It's a, it's a zero dollar option. Now in Texas, we tend to, we tend to pay a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or whatever for that option period. It's kind of like a notional fee. It's kind of like, Hey, thanks very much for letting me look at your property, but your property really looked terrible to me. And here's the inspection re report. You can go ahead and have it. By the way, you have to disclose it to anybody else that wants to buy the property. Okay. Let's talk about another, another sign that, that could be an indication. Maybe it's time for you to walk away. What if you have your financing terms all laid out 
but then all of a sudden you didn't lock anything in. And the Fed does something stupid like they raise the discount rate, which causes the Mortgage Bankers Association to raise the mortgage interest rates. And then all of a sudden you have unfavorable financing terms because the interest rate is a lot higher than what you originally thought it should be going into the deal. Forbes magazine, man, they advise being very cautious about the terms of your financing. And I agree with those guys too. High interest rates, strict repayment terms, or excessive down payment requirements can significantly impact the viability and the profitability of the investment. If the terms don't align with your financial goals, I think it's wise for you to walk away. Now, some of you may say, well, wait a minute, Al. By the time my financing is, is, is all worked out, I mean, I'm, I'm probably past the, the option period and I'm at risk of losing my earnest money. Yes, you are at risk of losing your earnest money. And it may be a wise decision for you to let that money go rather than for you to buy an asset that's just going to drag you down a cliff. Does that make sense? Okay, what if there's litigation on the property? What if the property itself is being drawn into a lawsuit? Or what if the, the other side of the transaction, the person you're buying it from, they're involved in pending litigation? That could be a sign that you need to walk away. Yeah, definitely a sign you should walk away. Now, finally, the last sign that I have for you is the lack of alignment with your investment goals. You heard me correctly, a lack of alignment with your investment goals. I've kind of been talking about this the, the entire show. So what am I getting at? Well, Lifestyles Unlimited, we want to remind you to stay focused on your objectives. If the investment doesn't align with your long-term goals, your risk tolerance, or your investment strategy, it may be best to walk away or explore other opportunities that are a better fit for your vision. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So we've covered a lot of key signs to watch for when considering a real estate investment deal. Remember, you have to conduct thorough research. You have to consult with the professionals in the industry. And here's the other thing. I think you need to trust your gut a little bit because your gut can actually give you some indication as to whether or not something is on or something is off. Now, Mrs. Gordon, man, she's got she's got that gut thing dialed in. She does. I tell you, we will sit down and we'll analyze a property and I'll say, well, what about this? And what about that? And we'll 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 talk through all the the parameters of the deal. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she'll I'll, I'll be leaning towards. Well, maybe we ought to go forward with this particular asset. What do you think, Tina? And you know what Tina will say? She'll go, I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about this. I just don't, something is off. Something is off. When my wife goes to the, the realm of something is off, I pay attention. I pay, usually when that happens, I'm usually the problem. Yeah, I'm usually, something's off and it's usually Al, right? Okay, in, in the real estate context, when something's off, there's something that's just not sitting right with her. And what that usually means is I, I haven't, I've missed something on the due diligence or there's just something she just doesn't like about the property. There's something she doesn't like about the area. There's something intangible that we can put our fingers on that just isn't right yet 
we make a decision to step away from the property based on Tina's gut instinct. So is that scientific? Not really. Not scientific at all in Al's book. The, uh, the other methodologies that I discussed with you earlier in the show, those are a little bit more scientific. Those are a little bit more practical. But yeah, Tina's gut, I'll tell you what, we can't avoid Tina's gut feelings because 99 times out of 100, Tina's right. And I have my wife's permission to say so. Yes, I do have my wife's permission to say so. So at the end of the day, regardless of what you're doing, I want you to analyze your real estate investment opportunities. And I want you to have parameters in place that allow you to walk away from the deal if it makes sense for you to walk away from the deal. Just like Kenny Rogers said, you got to know when to hold them. You, know, you got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. And man, you got to know when to run. And sometimes there's a time for you to run in real estate, but that time is not every day. As a matter of fact, now's a great time for you to invest in real estate. Now is a great time for you to invest your money in real estate. If you have the right discipline, if you have the right goals, if you have the right mindset, if you will, you're going to make a lot of money. You'll get yourself retired in the next five years. I'm here to tell you, that's not a pipe dream. That's a real deal statement. Retirement in the next five years. I want you to wrap your head around that. Get your head wrapped around not working for somebody else in the next five years. And all of the information I provided to you today is designed to help you achieve that goal. Man, Kenny Rogers, you got it right, dude. Know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Know when to walk away and know when to run. And if you want to know how to do it right, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.